Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, homes evacuated. Wild weather forces residents out as rising floodwaters creep in. The system now tracking down the coast. Craig McLaughlin not guilty. Relief for the Rocky Horror star cleared of indecent assault. Australia's COVID vaccine rollout. Who will get the jab first? And Splashdown, a history-making flight set to change the way we travel. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. An evacuation order for low-lying areas in the Tweed Valley remains in place this morning with a 1,000 properties at risk from rising floodwaters. While across the border, the massive clean-up is underway following a monster storm. Days of torrential rain forcing residents to retreat to higher ground as the Tweed River broke its banks. Water rising around homes, fields flooded and roads cut off at Mwoolamba. We're right on the river here, so um, we're always the first to go under. Evacuation orders still in place for low-lying areas of the Tweed Valley, with about 1,000 properties still at risk from floodwaters. But despite the danger, there were more than a dozen rescues, people who became stuck while trying to drive through floodwaters. The heavy rain turned rock walls into waterfalls at Dorigo, pushing thrill seekers over the edge. What a madman. Across the border, the coast was once again swallowed by mountains of foam. I think someone put too much uh, washing powder in the machine. <laughs> a spectacular sight that's left a massive clean-up. Heavy machinery rolled out at Surfers Paradise as crews gathered piles of rubbish and debris in what will no doubt be a long process back to normal. Residents relieved. The worst appears to be over for now. Amber Laidler, 7 News. Craig McLaughlin says he has a lot to say in the new year after he was found not guilty of 13 indecent and common assault charges. The well-known Australian actor was accused of inappropriately touching four co-stars during the 2014 season of the Rocky Horror Show. We've maintained a dignified and respectful silence for the past almost three years and put our trust in the law. Craig McLaughlin's defamation case against the ABC, the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age is set to resume on Friday. He's seeking $6.5 million in damages after the media organisations first published the allegations. Former Melbourne school principal and accused pedophile Malcolm Eifer is one step closer to being extradited to Australia. Overnight, Israel's Supreme Court rejected an appeal to block her extradition. The order will now be signed by Israel's Justice Minister. Leifer is accused of sexually assaulting students at Elstonwick's Adas Israel Girls' School. 
A convicted child rapist, once named as a person of interest in the Daniel Morecambe inquest, will be released from prison. Douglas Brian Jackway has spent almost all his adult life in prison for the serious sexual assaults of two children. The 44-year-old will be initially released to a precinct under a strict supervision order. He will also have to wear a GPS tracker. Our COVID vaccine rollout plan has been revealed with the country to be divided into age groups. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The most vulnerable will be first in line. That's right, Jody. with those most likely to develop complications from COVID-19 or risk dying being given at top priority, the country will be divided into 12 age groups based on age and vulnerability. Those aged over 70 and older will get the critical vaccine first, followed by 65 to 70-year-olds. Groups will have to queue 20 at a time. Frontline workers will also be given a priority. Under-18s, however, will likely not get the jab until 2022, with trials on those under the age of 18 still in early phases. The plan, developed by an independent immunisation advisory group, is similar to the strategy adopted by the UK, with the Pfizer jab rolled out to the elderly first. This timeline, however, is dependent on just when a vaccine is approved in Australia. The government still believes both the AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines will be start to be rolled out in March. Meanwhile, the government is also prioritising the aged care sector left exposed to the pandemic. It's, an, it's announced a $1 billion funding boost supporting 10,000 new home care packages along with increased nursing facilities with a greater focus on mental and physical health. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. Fire investigators will this morning returned to a Melbourne CBD high-rise to determine what sparked a fire on its roof. Thick smoke and flames could be seen billowing from the building on Queen Street. We all got out pretty quickly and the smoke became a little bit thicker in the room um, and we all just evacuated quite quickly. The blaze caused significant damage to the rooftop garden and furniture but thankfully no one was hurt. It's unclear what started the fire. A million dollar reward is on offer and the promise of police protection for information that reveals who murdered Rebels bikey Nick Martin. He was killed in a very public execution that played out in front of families and children in Perth. Authorities say the shooting displayed an open contempt for the law and say they need a break in the case before bikies seek revenge. There aren't many firsts left in aviation, but history has been made in Canberra after the first seaplane landed on Lake Burley Griffin. The test flight from Sydney was a maiden voyage and one operators hope will become a regular journey. They've been a part of Australian air travel for as long as Canberra's been the capital, but this was the first time a seaplane has come into land on Lake Burley Griffin. A quick scramble to clear the water and splashdown was smooth. The first seaplane in history to land in the heart of Canberra. A demonstration flight from Sydney to Canberra. A service designed to link two iconic Australian waterways. But poor weather meant taking off from Rose Bay was too difficult. Lift off instead from Bankstown Airport. A one hour journey from Australia's newest airline. Alt Air. Fantastic, beautiful flight. A service it hopes to offer twice a day, 
if it can get the green light from authorities. We need the lake to be the heart of the city, we need the lake, the heart to pump, but we definitely don't want the heart to pass out from overuse. Fares will be comparable with major airlines, around $300 one way. I think that's a bargain. Yeah, I reckon it'd be fun. The picturesque flight will clearly appeal to tourists, but the operators are pitching this as much more than just a novelty, hoping it'll become a serious alternative for those who regularly make the commute between the two cities. Much quicker than getting on the, the Hume Highway, so uh, yeah, I think, I think it might be very popular. And more relaxing. Rob Scott, 7 News. New video shows a shocking crash involving a ute on the New South Wales central coast. The high-speed impact sent debris onto the motorway. After the smoke cleared, police found 47 kilograms of vacuum-sealed cannabis as well as $39,000 in cash. The driver also had seven guns in his possession. The Queensland driver suffered minor injuries and has been charged. Underworld kingpin Tony Mockbell has had one of his convictions quashed over the Lawyer X scandal. Mockbell was found guilty of importing cocaine in 2006 before skipping the country. He was then hunted down in Greece. Victoria's Court of Appeal overturned the decision after Revelation's gangland barrister Nicola Gobbo was acting as a police informer. 55-year-old Mockbell is still serving 30 years jail on other drug convictions. Australians are paying for extras cover in private health insurance, but for many it's not money well spent. Every year customers fail to use their benefits before they expire. Right now you still have time, but you'll have to be quick. A waste of money. Private health insurance extras worth up to thousands of dollars not used before the deadline. Open nice and wide. Jill Penn is getting her extras freebie in the nick of time. I didn't realise that. The private insurance will allow me to have my teeth cleaning for free. Depending on your level of extras cover, you can claim around $900 to $3,500 in benefits a year. There are differences between extras policies. You might get fully covered for some treatments, but up to 60% for others. Extras can include new glasses and optical work, physiotherapy, chiropractic, osteopathy, podiatry, therapeutic massages, a scale and a clean at the dentist, and maybe root canal, gum disease work and surgical extractions. It's definitely not too late. Uh, many dentists will still be able to fit you in for an examination and a scale and clean. Before making an appointment, check your policy for extras conditions. For example, dental work might require you to go to a particular chain of dentists and then get a quote from your provider before treatment with a list of item numbers. Contact your health fund before you seek treatment so you know what benefits you're entitled to. Remember, it's use it or lose it. Don't miss the December 31st deadline. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Eleven elderly people have died after a huge fire broke out at a retirement home in Russia. The blaze completely engulfed the wooden building. The residents who died were all bedridden and became trapped when the fire took hold. Authorities say the building had smoke detectors but no fire extinguishers. The facility's director has been arrested. Tokyo has begun the 100-day countdown until the start of the Olympic torch relay. To mark the occasion, the city's sky tree tower was lit up in gold. The torch relay will begin in March, with the Olympic flame visiting all 47 of Japan's districts before the Games begin. 
The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have narrated a Christmas poem to thank the UK's essential workers for their efforts the during a difficult year. The clip features William and Kate reciting the poem to a video montage of frontline workers. It was two weeks before Christmas and all through the land. Key workers kept working to help give us a hand. The nurses, the doctors at the heart of the fight. Join teachers, shop workers, volunteers in their plight. While the Royals in LA have announced another project, Harry and Meghan will produce and host podcasts for Spotify, signing a multi-year agreement with the company, with the first series coming next year. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is rising this morning, the Nasdaq also in the green. In London, the FTSE fell off the back of reports a new coronavirus strain could be spreading in the UK, but Germany's DAX surged. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, so did Hong Kong's Hang Seng. Our markets also saw losses. The All Lords and the ASX 200 both lost ground. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,853 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 47 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 75.5 US cents, 78 Japanese yen, and $1.06 New Zealand. A man's been jailed for at least 18 months over a vicious stabbing attack at a Melbourne pub. The 38-year-old father of three was caught on camera randomly attacking his victim with a Stanley knife in the pokies room. The court heard he was high on heroin and ice and can't remember last year's attack. Donald Trump has been dealt an election blow, with a senior Republican acknowledging Joe Biden's victory in the race to the White House. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester in Washington. Tim, this ends weeks of silence. It does indeed. Six weeks, if you count them back, Jody, since the November 3rd presidential election here. About four days after that, the result was pretty clear to most. But one of those who has largely held his tongue on the outcome has been Mitch McConnell, the 78-year-old uh, senior Republican in the Senate in Congress, perhaps the most powerful man in Congress. Many seeing him as the most senior figure in the Republicans. And whilst he wasn't promoting the Donald Trump view that the election had been rigged against the Republicans, nor was he condemning it. Well, this morning, finally, after the Electoral College vote of yesterday, Mitch McConnell has spoken. Many millions of us had hoped the presidential election would yield a different result. But our system of government has processes to determine who will be sworn in on January the 20th. The Electoral College has spoken. So today I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. Undoubtedly a blow to President Donald Trump's view that he was cheated out of an election win on November 3rd. Some regarded as likely the final blow to Mr Trump and are now watching other Republicans to see whether they follow their leader in the Senate. The President's press secretary has also spoken here today. She says that the Electoral College vote of yesterday is merely one step in the process. And Donald Trump himself has tweeted, both suggesting 
that the president at least intends to go on pursuing his campaign. Jody. Okay, Tim Lester in Washington, thank you. There's an injury scare for the Aussies ahead of tomorrow's first test against India, with Steve Smith missing a key training session. The star batsman complained of a sore back during a training drill yesterday morning and then didn't take part in the afternoon net session. Cricket Australia says he will train today and is expected to be okay. As for Cameron Green, a head knock threatened to dash his test debut hopes, but the 21-year-old will earn his baggy green once he's given the all-clear from team doctors. Two days after losing to them, the Adelaide Strikers have turned the tables to down the Hobart Hurricanes and snagged their first win of the season. Veteran Peter Siddle showed no signs of slowing down, claiming his first ever BBL 5 fur, but it was Jake Weatherald and Alex Carey's 107-run partnership that helped the Strikers cruise to a comfortable five-wicket victory over the Hurricanes. They insist it wasn't a staged fight, but this is what happened when rugby league star Paul Gallen and UFC legend Mark Hunt weighed in for their heavyweight bout at Sydney's Taronga Zoo. A veteran of 30 years in combat sports wants to carry on like that. Uh, it did shock me a little bit. I saw every part of it coming to... Hunt and Gallen are the co-main event with Tim Zoo and Kiwi Bowen Morgan tonight. Queensland snake catchers are offering a unique visitor experience for those daring enough. They've started tours where for just under $300 you can shadow a reptile handler as they answer calls for help. It's aimed at adrenaline junkies, but workers say it's also about education. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, wild weather continues with multiple troughs generating rain, showers and storms over most of the country. A cold front clipping Tasmania is bringing gusty winds. Large waves are easing along the southeast Queensland and New South Wales coasts as a trough weakens. Around the capitals, showers for Brisbane today with a top of 29 degrees, Sydney a top of 27 also showers, Canberra 24 in showers, mostly sunny in Melbourne a top of 26, Hobart a top of 17 with a late shower today, Adelaide aiming for 26 with showers, Perth mostly sunny and 31 the top and thunderstorms and 33 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 early news for this Wednesday the 16th of December.